If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Not All Black Chefs Fried Chicken. I'm your host, that fellow, the chef. And we're going to be bringing some really good content to you today. Um, glad you guys are here following us. Don't forget to follow us on social media, IG, Not All Black Chefs Fried Chicken. And keep and add us to all the platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, all the other platforms, and just keep up with us. We drop twice a week, maybe three, but let's get started. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are many creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many more. Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started. And today's episode of Not All Black Chefs, I'm your host, that fellow, the chef. Today, we got Chef Carmen from Full Streets Cafe in Raleigh-Durham. How you doing, Chef Carmen? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And I'm blessed. So, Raleigh, Raleigh I mean, Durham, North Carolina. Correct. Uh, okay. All right. I know we're going for a tough time right now with this COVID, how, how has the COVID been treating you? Um, it's been treating, uh, as far as like the businesses or like me specifically. Just those you, are business, all around. No, just everything all around, you know? Um, so, you know, obviously just like a lot of things, uh, with the, uh, with the country, there's, you know, certain things that are closed down. There's, we just went into phase two, um, in the area. So they are opening up more facilities and, you know, some restaurants are at, you know, 50% capacity, like in the Wake County area, like Durham is right on the border of Durham County and, and Wake County. So we're like literally kind of like up the street from Raleigh. So, uh, Durham County, which is the county that I'm in right now, um, 
they'll be opening up more things June 1st. So we're right around the corner for things. Uh, small businesses are still struggling, you know, a little bit. Unemployment is still up. But, you know, other than that, you know, people are slowly trying to get back to that new normal. Yeah, I'm definitely. I definitely know the feeling. You know, I come from a different um, even with me, I'm working from home. So I'm doing weeks and weeks and weeks of menus. For Absolutely. I, don't, I don't know if anyone's even coming back to work. Uh, any words of advice for the people that out there that are struggling, you know? Um, so like right now for me, obviously, you know, I'm more of a catering company and we also run a food truck. So obviously the trucks aren't out like that as they used to be prior to the pandemic. You know, you used to see trucks every day out at apartment complexes, businesses, um, events. We have food truck rodeos down here, which are very big. They usually start around March and they go all the way to October um, because of the weather. And, you know, this is when we have 20 plus, 30 plus trucks, you know, gathered together to do these, you know, all day rodeo type things. So right now with you know, the amounts being lowered with the amount of people that you can have out, you know, some of these trucks are really struggling. Like they're not, they're not coming out at all. Um, Some are doing more private events, you know, kind of things, but even then like it's dwindling down to nothing. The same with caterers. We can't have big events. Therefore we can't put in our big catering orders. Oh wow! can't make a lot of money, you know, to support our staff and, and, you know, things like that. The one thing, that I'm doing different is since I don't have my corporate events scheduled right now, I've kind of had to switch up some things. And now I offer what they call, I call them quarantine and chill meals. So they're half pan meals, you know, family style. People are, you know, kind of over the fact of cooking every day. You can break lunch and dinner. So I'm able to provide a meal and deliver it to them, you know, contactless of course, but, um, deliver a meal at least that's one day that they don't have to think about anything and they're going to get a good meal from us so we're not doing individual orders right now but we are doing you know half pan family meals that feed like four to six people at a time nice nice um like i was reading your bio and you came from um the best the corporate side of the world um how is that transition um, leaving the corporate world, coming to the food business, into the food business. Um, that, tra- yeah, well, that transition, it was kind of one of those things where, um, you know, like my degree is in marketing. So background in like project coordination, volunteer coordination, things like that. So I've been on the other side as far as like pen- planning events. And now I'm the vendor, you know, when it comes to doing it. Okay. So that transition wasn't too hard for me at first because I focused more on marketing in the job that I did. I think by me having that marketing background made it easy for me to market my business differently. Um, I just so happened to know how to cook and I turned my passion into a business, but it was definitely hard at first because when you're coming from corporate America, you're kind of trained you know, mentally to be like, okay, I go to work, you know, Monday through Friday or however your schedule is set. I work X amount of hours. Therefore I make X amount of dollars. And I'm going to get that every two weeks or the first and 15th every month or however it is that you're paid. When you switch over to your own, you don't know when the next time you're going to get a paycheck. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know 
you're going to get paid. You know, like it didn't make any sense to me at first. Like I literally had to kind of get pushed. Like I had the idea of wanting to start my own business, but mentally I was not prepared because it didn't make any sense to me to spend two, three hundred dollars, you know, getting food to prep for an event and supplies when I could take that two hundred dollars and take care of a bill. Yeah. like why would I throw my money away (laughs) like that that didn't make sense to me at all I was like wait a minute you know and that was before I really understood you know if I spend x amount of dollars this how much money that I'll make you know in the long run but I could not grasp that concept of the unknown I also couldn't understand that you have to constantly put yourself out there in the public to make it work so that you can get more and more events so that they're more consistent. And then the more events that you do, the bigger they get, therefore the bigger the payout. You know, when I first started making, you know, doing events, making two, $300, you know, it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could get used to this. And now, but once you start getting those corporate checks, you know, now you're up to four or five, $6,000 and you're like, oh, I, I can't go back. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I can't go back. Yeah, I definitely know that feeling. Um I like I years ago I started my catering business and I remember my first event uh, was a wedding and um I think we did like a forty thousand dollar wedding and by the time I finished paying the staff and paying the vendors and paying everyone, I think I walked away with about like forty bucks. right and i did everything right like most of the stuff i bought with um, my first check i bought stuff so i could use it again in different events correct but no it was it was a it was a crash learning course for me so i was just like oh wow all right yeah i want to go back to work and get a real check (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly exactly you got to be crazy to keep wanting to do this and not and not make any money and all that hard work you just put in i could have been sitting in the office chilling yeah um so what makes um what makes Full Street Wings Cafe what is Full Street Wings Cafe and what makes it great? All right. So Full Street Wings Cafe is basically now I'm not gonna lie, if you would have asked me this before I give you the full answer, if you would have asked me this a couple of years ago, my answer would have definitely been different yeah. than what it is now. So if you would have asked me like four years ago when we first got started my response would have been, you know, Full Street Wings Cafe, we are like your number one go-to spot for grilled gourmet wings. Because that's what we do. We kill it in the wing game. That's our thing. You're going to come to me for that. Okay? Yeah. My 2020 answer is you come to Full Street Wings Cafe now because we give you everything that you want. Okay. So not only do we do the wings, we can do wings in a sleep. That's nothing. But if you want to come and you want to have an event and you need appetizers, you need brunch, you need plated service, you need buffet, you need box lunches, you know, whatever you look for, Italian food, Asian food, whatever you want, we're going to give it to you. Not only that, you're going to have great customer service and you're going to have a great time. Like that's Full Street Wings now. That's what makes us good. We do not um, we don't fry our wings, which is why when I saw the title of your podcast, not all black chefs fry. That is true. Yeah. We do not fry. We do not fry our chicken wings at all. We grill our wings, but that's always been the case. Um, but we have a couple of things that are definitely different on our menu that you can't get, you know, anywhere around. 
Um, obviously, our wings and the sauces that we make. Yeah. Our number one selling sauce is Sweet Heat. People love it. You know, you can put it, we make our own sauce, make our own hot sauce. Okay. Um, yeah, we can put it on anything. Doesn't matter. Beef, pork, chicken, vegetables, you name it. Like, it's going on there. We have a Fat Mac. Our Fat Mac is uh, basically a two-pound boat of baked mac and cheese. And on top of that, we have grilled chopped chicken. And you can get whatever wing sauce that you want on there. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's definitely <laughs> one of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. And we listen after going to a couple of business complexes and uh, and giving the people what they want for lunch. Like they definitely catch the itis when they get done eating that. Wow. Wow. So. Um, so, again, I was reading your bio and I see you do um, a lot of food demos, do a lot of classes. You do a lot, a lot of nonprofit things. Um, is that part of the your standard? with when it comes to your business and wanting to give back to the community absolutely absolutely that's that's definitely been something that has grown over the years um again i had no intentions of kind of getting into that sector when it came to the food industry you know i obviously i wanted the food truck first and now it's more of i'm a caterer who just so happens to have a food truck so i came in with the mentality of all I was going to do was food truck type stuff, you know, and then I might cater here and there. But uh, what happened was, was that I kept getting these opportunities brought to me, you know, to do something for it. It literally was somebody asking me, hey, do you think you could do a cooking class for my kids at this camp, you know, or this nonprofit? And the, the answer to me was automatically yes, because I've, I've been a camp counselor before, you know, at summer schools. I've been a basketball coach before. So I know how to work with kids. I have a kid on my own, so I know how to interact with them. And it's always been a thing to be able to teach them how to cook, you know, healthy foods. Yeah. And then it turned into me getting into the school system up here um, with actually teaching kids, you know, how to cook. And then that just kept branching out and more and more people kept reaching out to me. And I feel like it's a great service to be able to give my talents and my time back to people who can't afford it. I mean, obviously there's cooking camps that's out there and these people are paying crazy amounts of money, you know, to teach these kids how to cook versus on my end, I'm able to take that same level of cooking and present it to kids with nonprofits for free, you know? Yeah. So I do have kids that pay for cooking classes, but kids who don't pay for the cooking classes, they're getting the exact same thing. Wow. Yeah. Cause I want them to be able to, um, you know, learn these skills. I mean, cooking is a life skill. Yes. And a lot of times people don't realize that they just think, okay, it's just food. Yeah. Okay. But to be able to, create food on your own, create meals on your own. That's something for you to be able to survive, you know? So as a young adult learning to be like, Hey, I could spend X amount of dollars on fast food and takeout all the time, or I could take this 50, 60 bucks and I can eat for a week. Oh, wow. Definitely. You know, yeah. why not? But I know how to make a good meal out of this, you know, and I can make multiple things. And then also, you know, with that, you got, you know, money management, you have, you know, things as far as like budgets, you have creative skills, you know, things like that. Like cooking has so many other different art forms behind it, which is what I try to incorporate when I'm teaching my kids how to cook. I teach as young as five years old. So I have kindergartners wow. that, that I do. And then 
with that, you never know that might spark an interest into coming over into the culinary field or even taking it a step farther or becoming an entrepreneur so that they can see somebody who looks like them that's actually running their own business. Definitely. I, I, I definitely like um, that direction you're going. And um, for me, this is all I've done all my life. Now I've done this. I was in high school working in a fine dining restaurant and um, even just coming home from school and this will both work and feed me. It wasn't much, but I did what I could, you know, um, just, to, mm-hmm. just to make sure we all ate until our parents came home from work and stuff. So um, as a black female chef, what are some of the challenges you face? Well, well, for one, you know, definitely the obvious is being the minority in both in both categories. You know, like that that's one. I got that that double check um that's on there. Um but two is maybe not being taken as serious as some of my counterparts, you know, when it comes to being able to pull off certain things. Um a lot of times I know for a fact that I get away with a lot of stuff because my name is Carmen. So on paper, you're not quite sure who you're about to deal with. Okay. A lot of times I have clients that I'm only in communication with via email. So a lot of times, you know, it's just verbiage back and forth and they may not have taken the time, nor do they care to look up who I, to who I actually am, you know, like to look at it with owning a food truck. I'm even on a smaller portion of being recognized, you know, in the game because, all right, you have a, you have a food truck. That's cool. You know, like they, they love that. They, I think they get more excited about the fact that I say that I have a food truck versus them saying that I have a catering company. Okay. So a lot of times, again, if I'm, if I'm dealing with the contact at a, you know, at a business or something like that, and they're looking for food trucks to come out, you know, they'll send out an email. Hey, you know, we have food trucks come out, you Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, we'd like for you to come get on our rotation or whatever. And it's just mostly emails. And then they'll be like, okay, well, here's the day and time that you guys can come. All right, cool. Well, so 
here we go. We're going to an event, you know, we're going to a location to set up and a hundred percent of the time, not even 99% of the time, a hundred percent of the time, my husband is the one that's driving the truck. Okay. So he'll drive the food truck to the location and I'm the one that's in the, you know, in, in my Jeep. So I'm driving, you know, driving my car there and he'll typically get to the location before me. All right. So He's there, he's pulling up and I'm telling him, okay, you know, we've already talked about logistics. This is where you're going to park. This is where you're going to take the truck out, face it this way. This is where, you know, the crowd's going to come out and whatnot, what time we should be serving. So he'll get to the spot and, you know, the contact might come out, you know, because they'll see the truck and they go to talk to him immediately first, right? And they assume that, you know, He's Carmen or that it's his truck yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? And not to say that it's not his truck. I mean, obviously, you know, we're partners in this, but they're like, oh, you know, when I pull up, oh, then it's a shop. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is your truck. You know what I'm saying? Or like, <laughs> oh, oh, you're Carmen. You know, like I've even, you know, I had an event. We did a wedding and the, the client, the bride wanted the truck on site. Like they wanted us to grill and have the food truck at their reception. And my husband and my father, they were on the grill because I was, you know, going back and forth, setting stuff up, you know. So a lot of people didn't get to see me. They just assumed I was, you know, one of the workers that was there. So the the guys who all came up, you know, they see my husband, they see my dad on the grill and they're getting all into it. Like, oh, what kind of grill is this? And asking questions about the truck and the business and all this other stuff. And I mean, they're answering the questions because they they know it. But they're like, this isn't this isn't ours. You know what I'm saying? They're like, it's hers. And the look on their face is like shocked. Like, not only do you have a food truck, but like, this is your grill, you know, like, and I'm like yeah girls can grill too you know like so it's it's amazing you know to see that kind of like stereotype that you know not only you know do you do you do this but you're the one that's talking about you know gas and charcoal and grills and trucks and you know equipment and stuff like that like they're definitely not expecting that you know, to come out of kind of come out of my mouth or be the one that's going to give you all the information about going on and like, oh, yeah, this is this is all you. Exactly. This is all me. So, you know, people are not expecting that, you know, from me. Um, and then again, just because of my other clientele, too, you know, that I have you, uh, they never know what they're going to get when I when I do an event, when I do a corporate event or a wedding or anything like that. When I come in, I come in with my staff and, you know, before we change into, you know, our uniforms or whatever we're going to have on, we might have on our full street shirts or anything like that. I look just like my staff, you know, so I'm in there, we're moving around, I'm unloading trucks, I'm setting stuff up, I'm, you know, moving food, moving tables, chairs or whatever. And a lot of times, you know, like, again, if the client hasn't met me personally, they don't know what I look like. They don't know who's in charge. And I look at that as a as a good thing, because not only um, you got that dilemma that no one knows who you are, but you're you're blending them with your staff. You know, you're putting your best foot forward and letting your staff know this is my business. If you want to be a part of this, this is what I do. I need you to do this with me. You know, so I I definitely uh, commend you for that. That's. Um, you always lead, you know, like I worked in a Michelin star restaurant overseas and, um, 
right. my chef. Like we didn't know when the Michelin when the Michelin tour was coming in. If it felt like it, he mm-hmm. jumped in. He he watched every dish go out, uh, which was like crazy. I'm like chef, you can go in the office. Like no, nah, no, nah, I don't know who's coming in. I just need to make sure everybody's going out properly. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So. Uh, I got to be right there in the trenches. I mean, I would never ask my staff to do anything that I wouldn't do myself, nor have I done it myself. Because before I got to the position to be able to bring staff on, I was the one doing it. You know, so it's like I had to put in that work. I had to bring myself up through the trenches, you know, before I got to the point that I could be able to take care of somebody else and tell them, hey, let's move this together. So um, you as a chef and your business, where do you, in the future, where do you see yourself as a chef in five years and where do you see your business in five years? Um, initially, I wanted to have the restaurant and the food truck going at the same time. That was like my ultimate goal when I first started out. That was the whole point of me kind of starting this thing. But now that has kind of shifted, especially with this pandemic coming on it was kind of like another notch on to the ale category <laughs> versus the w category of why i should get a restaurant you know so it was um there's a lot of overhead you know when it comes to running a restaurant and that you know a lot of people don't see the how much money is actually put into making that happening and then to be able to have to shut down you know there's a lot of businesses that are oh, not yeah. going to come out of this they they're, they're not going to be able to make it. They're not. They don't have enough capital saved up to keep them afloat for six plus months, six to nine months. You know, with no no customers coming in to justify the money that they're spending right now. Um, and then, so I think primarily for me right now in the next five years, realistically, what I would like to see is I would love to continue to have more uh, corporate events. Um, I would love to continue to do uh, the private cooking classes um, as well as the school cooking classes with the with the kids. I would love to expand that more. Um, I would like to even take it up another notch and do corporate cooking lessons okay. for companies. You know, so those are the kind of things that I want to, you know, stick to. I still want to be great. I still want to be unapologetically me at the same time. I want As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply to make sure in five years I still have the same passion that I do when I first started doing this because once this becomes exactly. work it's not fun anymore that was part of, that was part of the reason me getting into this I didn't want to work <laughs> I didn't want to work 
you know so i want to i want to still have fun i want to still be able to you know do the kind of events that i want to do be able to pick and choose and not do them cuz i have to do them um i want to be able to create new recipes and try new food out and, and do things like that but you know just pretty much stay where i'm at but make a little bit more coins you know um with what i'm doing and just you know and continue enjoying life that's really what i want to do behind I usually, this whole thing i usually ask that question um a lot with chefs like um like i tell a lot of, i've been doing this like 30 plus years and i remember um right. being an executive chef and there were two older guys in the kitchen i think one was like he retired from the army and then retired from a job and then came back work again and um and never one he just kept on working i think he's about 70 and i remember i remember both of them being so miserable i'm in my 30s at the time and i'm like like these guys are miserable i like i don't think i ever want to get to that place <laughs> you know when i'm coming to work and i'm i'm just miserable no. and stuff so no so i'm like no. i'm going to have to like pick up something else cuz i don't i don't want work i don't work work <laughs> not to be fun no more <laughs> exactly exactly that's why i stopped the first time you know like cooking was my my stress reliever from the job that i was at before so you know what what am i going to do now if i'm yeah. stressed out about cooking so so this is a question i ask every single chef uh cuz we probably get asked okay. this on a regular and sometimes we don't want to answer cuz we feel like it's it's a crazy question to ask some a chef what's your favorite dish and who you cooking it for <laughs> ooh ooh we my favorite dish now this is this is like my favorite dish that i like to cook or this my favorite dish that like, i like to you know, eat also this this is like no one can touch you when it comes to this particular dish <laughs> oh man man nobody can nobody can touch me with my wings man no nobody nobody can touch me on my wings with the sweet heat nobody can i feel i'm up there i'm i'm telling you i'm putting it out there wing stop buffalo wild wings all the all the major corporations the colonel you know both everybody can get it you know i feel like uh nobody can touch me on my on my wings wow. on my sweet heat wings i that i hold, I hold that to to the okay. to the t I hope. And I'm cooking it. I'm cooking it for anybody who loves chicken wings. 8 to wow. 88. I don't care if you love chicken wing. This oh, is wow. this one's for wow, you right here. Asking. I get a lot of funny answers like who they cooking it for. I get celebrities like that. Um I had a young lady that me and her cooked together. She's now an executive chef in DC. Um she said I'm cooking it for all the ladies of the culinary world. Yeah, that was that was a really good yeah. answer. Um but that's definitely a good answer. Um yeah, like I I really enjoyed having you on here. Um very in, informative. Great. And I'm looking to do this again. I'm looking to bring like a panel of black women chef and just let you air it out. You know, <laughs> just have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is great. I would I would love to do that. You know, it's it's great that you want to touch on that in particular because you know it's is one thing to to see with with women being you know interested into you know getting in an industry it's the same thing as what happens 
you know, like I see in my kids, you know, the the ranges between the boys versus girls who sign up for my yeah. classes when they're younger, right? You obviously you have I have my more girls, okay? I have some little boys that's interested. But then something happens between the preteen years and the teenage years where, you know, it's not cool for, you know, guys to want to get into cooking. Okay. But then by the time we get to post-secondary school, you have the majority of men in the industry. And when it comes to running restaurants and executive chefs, women are now the minority. So where, where it happens, where does that shift happen? Where at first we're more interested, but in the long run, yeah. we end up being a minority. So I definitely, you know, any 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 woman, you know, that's in the industry, definitely salute and big ups to them, you know, for sticking it through it because it is a tough industry to be a part of, you know. And we got we all we got, <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta yeah, get through definitely. it. So again. Uh, listeners, this is uh, Chef Harmon from Full Street Wings Cafe in Durham, North Carolina. Glad to have it. She came on the show and shared her story with us. And we're just looking to have her again on. Right. Okay, Carmen. I look this, forward uh, to being really back. Good having you on here. Uh, talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye. thank you guys for listening to this episode of this podcast um, it's truly appreciated remember follow us on IG continue to download us on Spotify Apple and Google and any other platform that's out there and thanks again I'm out what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.